Bible school begins. Uh, we share Vacation Bible School with First Christian, the Presbyterian Church, and the Episcopalian Church. And this year it's held at First Christian. It begins, I believe, at 9 at First Christian Church. Uh, if you know of a child that uh, uh, the family would like the child to go and needs a ride, let us know. We'll work on that, see if we can't get transportation arranged. Vacation Bible School is Monday through Thursday, 9 to noon, age 4 and, and uh, through elementary school. Just sit down. Just sit down. Okay. There's a blood drive this week, this Wednesday. Uh, if you haven't talked with Jika, she'll be glad to sign you up Wednesday from 2 to 6, uh, blood drive here at church. Um, as I understand, there's no Wednesday night meal this week because of Bible school. Is that correct? Wednesday night meal? I don't see it on here, so I'm assuming... We don't have it this week. Uh, there, there is an adult field trip uh, this week. Friday, the uh, upper class group will be going to Rosine, Kentucky, which is the home of uh, bluegrass legend Bill Monroe. Uh, Sue Berry is in charge of that uh, field trip, and she's got over here a sign-up sheet and an agenda. Uh, that, that it's $15 per person. Uh, you will meet here at the church at 9.30. Uh, it's an all-day event. And then there's the Rosine Barn Jamboree at 6 that night. If you can't get away during the day, Sue's husband, Keith, will be coming over after work. So if you'd just like to come for the music, uh, get with Sue. And uh, Keith Berry's the deputy. You won't have to ride in the back of the squad car. He can take you over. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, again, we're glad you're here, and if you would, join with me as we uh, welcome and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Let's stand and greet each other. Hello.
gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being our good Father. As we are celebrating the month of June, we seem to focus on our earthly fathers. Please don't let us forget that we should also focus upon you, our perfect Heavenly Father, because you are perfect. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for every blessing you have poured out upon us. Thank you for the blessings you have given us, and especially for the ones we don't deserve. I ask that you be with each and every one of us today and every day as we go out and show your love in our community. Please bless these tithes and offerings to do your work. In your gracious name I pray, amen. Thank you, God, for healing Jesus Christ. 
The presence of God is surely in this place. The presence of God is everywhere. We open our hearts to receive the presence of God in this place at this time. We seek ways to express the presence of God on all places at all times. We gather here to remind ourselves and each other that God is everywhere at all times. God is in all people, in all things, in all places, and in all circumstances. To see God where we expect to find God, we open our eyes. To see God everywhere, we must open our hearts.
privilege this morning to introduce my friend and our guest speaker, Cindy Brelove. When Cindy came in this morning, I said, Cindy, I need to get some little more information to tell folks today. And she said, well, tell them I'm fabulous. <laughs> Anything I say that amazing. And she's shy. Now, uh, she's been married to Tony, her husband there, for 35 years. They have three children, Zach, Tessa, and Brooke. And she's also known as Shirley Hagen's baby girl, in case you didn't know that, right? She uh, graduated from County High School from University of Southern Indiana. She was part of student government, and she was also the president of student government. She's a lay leader at Chapel Hill, and she received her calling about three years ago. And she has done women's conferences, and she fills a pulpit for many churches. And I've had the privilege to be on her praise team uh, with the group True Face for some of her conferences. Uh, she's a little lady with a big message. So let's welcome our guest, Cindy. Okay. Thank you so much, Mark. I, I was kidding on the fabulous and amazing. <laughs> but I will say this. Mark is the reason I am here. He had been telling Tim that you gotta, you got to get this girl here. So if it goes really well, you thank him. If it goes really bad, it's his fault. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I'd like to start this morning with a message to you. And if you have your Bibles, we're gonna, I'm going to share two particular scriptures. One's going to be from Revelations 3:20, and the other is from John 15:5. My amazing husband helps me out a lot because this is a very heavy wooden door. I came home one evening from work to find that our son's bedroom door was off its hinges and setting in our master bedroom. What every parent wants to come home to. So, of course, I go to my husband. I said, what happened? And my husband said, I've had it. I have had it with our son's anger his attitude, and his disrespect for property. He said, so I took his door off the hinges. I didn't know what I was going to do at that moment. It's one of those moments when you're like, what do you do? So I took a moment and I prayed. I'm like, Lord, show us what we need to do with this boy. That's not what God showed me. You know what God showed me instead when I took a moment and I stepped away and I prayed to figure out what to do with our son? God says, you know what, Cindy? You act just like him when it comes to me. Your anger, your attitude sometimes towards me, you're no different. And that was such a humbling time for me because he was right. Because what you don't understand is... At that time, I had a lot of anger, and I had an attitude all towards God. The reason being is, is my husband and I have been blessed with three just beautiful, beautiful children. Unfortunately, our youngest daughter is deceased. I became very angry when that had happened. I didn't understand I, I thought, I come to church every Sunday. 
I, I help out in the, in the youth and with the children and at church. I mean, was I not doing all the things right? I mean, I did everything I was supposed to. I, I thought I was living this perfect life for God. For him to only let me know that none of our lives are perfect. You will never be perfect. But I will be there for you. Well, those words didn't go really easy because for 17 years I was angry. And I could not stop being angry because I just kept asking God, why? Why did it have to be our daughter? Why did it have to be us? And I kept asking and asking, waiting for God to give me that answer that I needed. And he wouldn't give it to me. He wouldn't give me that why. But what he gave me instead is what was our daughter's 18th birthday. And that same week in August, her birthday, she should have been a senior in high school. We should have been doing graduation and prom and planning for a future. And that was not happening. And it was a difficult day. I stayed home like I always do on her birthday because I have this tendency of just drawing in and not wanting anyone else in. So I did that that day. I stayed in my home office and I prayed for God to ease my pain. And, and it wasn't coming. There was no pain being eased. The next day, I'm no better. Next day, I'm still not feeling like I can function another moment. So it was at that time on that second day that I finally did what I should have done 17 years ago. And this is why I come and I speak and I, whatever message the Lord gives me, I make a point because for 17 years I wouldn't let anything in at all into my heart. I, I just wanted to be angry. I had a right to be angry. But on that second day of being in my office, I did what I should have done 17 years ago, which is I dropped to my knees and I just told God, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I just can't. You've got to take this from me. And he did. He took it from me. I finally had the peace that I had been looking for for so long. The thing of it is, my circumstance didn't change. My daughter's still deceased. But I finally let him in to open my heart and to comfort me. But let me share with you what else he showed me. This door represents so much. And they're going to put our first verse up. It comes from Revelations 3.20. The very first word in Revelations 3.20 is behold. When you're reading your Bible and you see the word behold, be prepared because something's about to happen. And I would encourage our young parents with young children, if you're getting ready to do something major, walk in, walk in the room and go, Behold! It's going down, baby. Just, I wished I'd known that then because I would have done that to my children right before I got ready to say a few words. But Jesus Christ says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. He's knocking on this door of our hurts, our hang-ups, 
our anger, whatever we're hiding behind this door, he's knocking. He knows it's there. He's always known it was there, just like with me. For 17 years, he's known. And I wonder for how long he stood there and knocked at that door. And I just kept ignoring him. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone, anyone, you're anyone, I'm anyone, it doesn't say anyone but. It doesn't say, oh, I already know what's back here. I already know what you hide from the world and what you hide from everyone else. Jesus says anyone who opens the door. So he already knows what's back there, and he's telling us to open. He says anyone who opens the door hears my voice and opens that door. I did just that that morning. I finally heard his knock, and I opened that door. And he says, when, he, when we open that door, he will come in. So he already knows what's back here, and he's telling you, I'm going to come in if you'll just let me. you just got to let me in. And he says he will come in, and he will dine with us. Now, this is not a drive-through dining experience we're talking about. Would you want to just have a drive-through experience with Jesus? For him to give you five seconds and say, go in peace? No. No, we, when he says he has a dining with us, he is one-on-one with us. A dining experience. No cell phones, no selfies, no taking a picture of your food. Would you be doing that if Jesus Christ was sitting right across from you, dining with you? No, you would be soaking up every minute of his presence. And this is what that verse is talking about. He says, I'm going to come in, I'm going to dine with you. And you with me and me with you. So he knows he's going to have that experience with each of us. There's another little something that this door represented for me as well. That morning when I was sitting there in my office and I finally raised from my knees, I noticed that this door, most of your doors, if you start looking, you'll find they have three hinges. With those three hinges comes three nails Or for this door, it's a pin. Three nails. And so I was sitting in my floor, just looking at my door. I realized the message that God wanted me to know, that those three hinges holding that door were like the three pins, the three needles, sorry, the three nails. One that went in this hand, one that went in this hand, and one that went in his feet just just for us. Because we weren't meant to do this alone. We're never meant to do this alone. And so when I finally gave my circumstances and my anger to God, I removed the door because he had allowed us to be free. So I removed the door and started allowing him in. And then another little something that I never noticed until that day that had been right there for me every day. I'd never noticed it. But if you ever look at a six-panel door, and I apologize for you guys behind me. I'm so sorry. Okay. 
With this door, if you'll notice, there's the shape of a cross at the top of a six-panel door. And it said that this is an open Bible. I never noticed that before. All those times I was shutting Jesus Christ out, I never noticed that his cross was right before me, that his knocking was right there, that he kept knocking on my heart, trying to say, open, please just open the door. I share this with you guys because that verse in Revelation 3.20, I kind of feel like is what really saved my life. Because I may have been existing as an exterior, but my interior was damaged and broken. But when I opened the door and allowed Christ in, my brokenness became healed. And that's what I want to ask of each of you to do, too. No matter if it's a circumstance right now that you just don't know what you're going to do with, or if it's one that you encounter later on, I ask you to not hide it behind the door, but to open it up and let Lord Jesus Christ have it. Your circumstance may remain the same like mine, but you can have peace with it. And you don't have to carry that burden around anymore because he, he's carrying it for us. When he died on the cross for us, he died so we didn't have to carry it alone. The next verse I want to share with you is from John 15:4. The very first word is abide. The word abide means to take up residence. It means to just be with him one-on-one. Remember the dining experience? That's what this abiding is. And what I like about this particular scripture is it says abide three times. Very seldom will you find in the Bible where the same word is repeated two or three times just in that one scripture. But it is. It is there. Because he wants us to abide. So once we open this door and allow him in, he wants to come and abide with us. He wants us to take up residence with him so that he can help heal our hearts, our hurts, our hang-ups, and our habits. It says, abide in me and I in you. At, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself... Unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You see, when it, the meaning of abide is taking up that residence. But also in John 15:1, it tells us that Jesus Christ is the vine. And that his father is the vine dresser. So when we, got, when we abide, we're taking and opening our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not alone in our circumstances. You may feel alone in your circumstance like I did. You may feel that no one can truly understand what you've gone through, what you're going through, and what you're feeling. And you may be right. 
The person sitting next to you may not know and may not truly understand the pain that you have, but the Lord Jesus Christ does. And so what I want to encourage each of you to do is each day, if you will just abide in him, give him this day, not only a Sunday, to be here and to worship him and to praise him, but do it every day, every day. And as you're out traveling, I've, I've had the opportunity of, of sharing this message uh, several times. And I get these messages where people call me and they're like, I never noticed it. I never noticed the six-panel door, and now they do. And they said it gives them this little bit of hope to remind them that, yes, Jesus is with us because he died on that cross so that we do not have to be alone and carry our own burdens. So what I'm going to ask each of you today is to not only open the door. He's knocking. And I love this because it's in Revelation. And I think we only have two or three more very small chapters to go in Revelations before it's all done. So I don't think it's, co- it's coincidence That Jesus Christ is still knocking on our doors. Even when we think we're done, he lets us know he's not done. And it's in Revelations. And so when our time comes, he's going to still be knocking. He's just waiting for us. And that's why it's in Revelations. He is not giving up on us. Even though we're in Revelations, it becomes the end. But it's not the end when we allow him. So each day after today, will you abide in the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you take up residence and let him lead you and guide you? And if you have to do what we did, take the door off the hinges. If that's what it takes to let him into your circumstance. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity to be here with you today and to share Not only my message, but the Lord's word as well. Feel free to share every time you see it, the the six panel door. Everybody just kind of do like I was doing with poor Mark back there. I kept picking on him, nudging him. But I want you to celebrate when you see that six panel door each and every time. Celebrate each day because the Lord Jesus Christ died for us. And I thank you so much.
gracious God, dismiss us now, Lord, and be with us as we go out today, Lord, and, and spread the message that Cindy has brought today. Lord, we thank you for her, and we thank you for her ministries. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.